Welcome to Mr. Pena's Tutoring Podcast, where I bring you the latest educational tidbits and help you make your child learn. And making your child learn is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. In the previous podcast, I listed 12 action steps that you can take to strengthen your child's academic success. I went over 1 through 6, and today I'm going to be going over 7 through 12. Before we begin, I want to offer you something for free. Do you know how they learn? Specifically, what is their learning style? There are about seven learning styles, which are verbal, logical, visual, musical, kinesthetic, interpersonal, and naturalist. If you figure out which learning style your child prefers, you will have the keys to your child's success. You can figure this out by by using a checklist. It's called a learning style inventory which works like a checklist for each learning preference. I will give it to you for free as a token of my appreciation. Just click on the link below and provide us your email address and so that we can send it to you. And it's a 10-page PDF which will determine which one is your child's learning style. Click on the link down below, get the PDF, and start the process of your child's educational journey. Now, here are the 12 action steps you can implement immediately that will make your child learn. Number one, develop a positive image of schools, teachers, and learning. Number two, cooperate with your child's school. Number three, invest in your child. Number four, Raise concerns for any red flag. Number five, provide them with good health care. Number six, ensure that your child has all of the materials that they need. Number seven, communicate with your child's teachers, counselors, and other professionals. Number eight, keep your child's attendance at a high rate. Number nine, discuss your child's progress regularly. Number 10, review your child's grades and test scores with them. Number 11, give them a study space. Number 12, set clear boundaries and expectations. With 100% support from home, teachers and students have one of the crucial ingredients needed for learning to take place. If parents implemented these tips thoroughly and consistently, our children would have a solid academic foundation and be able to accomplish so much more for themselves and for their families. If you check out the last podcast, I went through 1 through 6. Today I'm going to be going over 7 through 12. So here's number 7. Communicate with your child's teachers, counselors, and other professionals. Communication is key to building relationships and making yourself known to everyone in your child's sphere of influence. You must get to know the people that are around your child every day, all week. It is crucial for you to make your presence known 
to the school, especially to your child's teachers. As a teacher myself, I only really get to meet about 30% of my parents. We, we could do better, but a lot of, most of that is not under my control. Um, many parents, unfortunately, don't show up to the meetings that we hold and don't try to schedule a meeting. Parent-teacher cooperation is crucial so that our child can get the support that they need. When I meet the parents of a, of a student, I'm more likely to understand that student's needs, see what's going on at home, cater to their specific needs, address issues um, that we talked about in the parent-teacher conference, the more comfort I have reaching out to the parents and in constructively helping that student. And when I meet parents, I'm more likely to understand the student and what they're going through and what exactly they need. I had to say it twice because I really wanted to emphasize that point. It really helps the teacher understand the student when they meet the parents. And when the parents are on top of the teachers, the teacher knows, okay, I'm grading such and such family. I'm not just teaching this student. I'm teaching this family. that He belongs to this family. And it, and it really helps um, the, get the teacher on gear. Even though the teacher isn't doing anything wrong, they, they, they will put in more effort if, if, when the parent is showing up and making their presence known. Number eight, keep your child's attendance at a high rate. The more that your child is in school or participate in learning, the more likely they are to absorb the information, to retain it, and to build healthy, positive habits that will last a lifetime. The more they are in school, the more exposure they will have to their curriculum, to the structure, to the routine, to their friends, the more chances they will have to socialize, the more, the less likely they are to fall behind, the more chances they have to learn the material in different ways because there's a lot of review. Also, they build healthy, positive habits because when they, as they go through life, they have to turn things in, they have to show up when they go to a job. And if they're not used to showing up day in and day out throughout their school years, those habits follow them for the rest of their life. It's really hard to break a habit. Our child needs to feel what punctuality means. You are teaching them punctuality. What we focus on in school are what I call the hard skills, the academics, the learning, the the, the the writing, the reading, the math. The soft skills are what they need to learn at school and at home. Which part of it is punctuality. Consistency. And a pursuit of excellence. And so a children who attend school much more often than the majority always almost tend to get better grades. Okay, number nine. 
discuss your child's progress regularly. And I mean minimum once a week. The When you speak to them about school, you bring it to the forefront of their minds. It's not just a 9 to 5 thing or rather an 8 to 4 thing that they have to do. Speak to them often. Listen to, to what's going on. See if they have homework. And if they don't have homework, you have, quote, if they don't, they should always have homework. You have the technology tools to find out. Ask them what they are learning that day, what they, ha- they were supposed to be learning that day. And if it is not clear, see why it's not clear, wh- that they, why they don't remember what they learned. Did the teacher give them an objective in the beginning of class? Do they need to review it at the end of class? Nowadays, many classes are using software to post the material on a website so that parents can come in and see, oh, this is what they're learning. It is difficult when we are tired, but our investment in our own children is one of the most important and meaningful things we will ever achieve in this life. And I say that as a parent, not just a teacher. These children are our, your own future, literally. Your own uh, your own life really revolves around your children until they're much older. And, and even then, you, they're still a huge part of your life. So review with them constantly their behavior and their grades. You can see their grades online. It is updated regularly. The vast majority of school districts have software that tells you what they're missing, what homework they have, and what their grade is. You don't have to wait till the progress report, and especially the report card. Please don't wait till then. We have gone over action steps 7, 8, and 9. I want to briefly offer uh, show you a a learning tool called study.com. Um, do, are you wondering what the best website for your child is in terms of learning? There are thousands, tens of thousands of learning websites. But I want to tell you today about study.com. This is the primary learning software that I use to teach my classes. I used it to pursue my master's degree and pass my teacher certification tests um, and review hundreds of topics. I use it to teach my students and assign classes, assign lessons, and it gives me automatic grading. If you have study.com for your child, you will be able to grade them automatically on your own. You will be able to go through lessons with them in an organized fashion with outlines. Study.com's lessons make education affordable, effective, and engaging with short, fun video lessons created by subject matter professionals. These are legitimate educators. They have quizzes, chapter tests, course practice tests, scheduling tools, goal-setting software, and virtual flashcards. It even comes with a mobile app that enables your child to learn anytime, anywhere, even if they're in the bus or in the car ride. All they need are headphones and fingers. They don't even need headphones. They can play it out loud. If you click on the link below, you can receive a discount of 30% off for the first three months. So if you click on the link down below, you can try out study.com for three months at a 30% discount. It sounds like a great deal. And I promise you, 
it will help you make your child learn. Speaking of helping you make your child learn, let's get to number 10. Review your child's grades and test scores with them. Speak to them about school. Speak to them often. Make school a common interest in your household. Be interested in what in their world, in what they say, in what happened at school, and what they learned. So now, recently, at least in Florida, you have a test in the beginning of the year, and then in the middle of the year, and then you have the big final standardized test at the end of the year. Or, if not, most school districts have progress monitoring. So you're not just discussing your grades. This is why I made these two different points. You can discuss your child's grades and the work and the assignments that they need to do. That's number nine, their progress and their behavior. Number 10, I want you to discuss their test scores. I want you to discuss what they actually got on these tests. Because teachers have their own grading system, which can be valid, um, and and re- and reasonable but most of the time we don't know for sure if it's measuring exhaustively everything that they're supposed to be learning rather a lot of times it can just be the child remembering everything they heard about for the past two or three weeks but if you discuss your child's test scores with them you have a much more exhaustive data-backed analysis of what they actually know and you can actually see their progress. And one example is iReady. It is a learning software that schools use to measure student learning. Apart from standardized testing, these are called, to use education language, summative assessments. When you look at your child's grades, you're seeing how they're doing in your teacher's class. When you look at your child's test scores, you're seeing what they have actually learned and how much they know. So that's number 10. Number 11, give them a study space. We are all limited in the amount of time and space we have, but we have an obligation to give our child all the tools they need to succeed. If they cannot have a study space or a mini home office, try giving them a window of one hour a day where they have the kitchen table to themselves and no television on in the entire house. I grew up in a household with a television that was always on in every room. It was not conducive to learning. Your child needs to be given an opportunity to do their homework. If the house is too rowdy, try the library if they're more likely to do it there. And set a timer and say, you're going to have 45 minutes to an hour and a half to do your homework. No phone, no computer, unless it's for learning. Here's your window. Go ahead and take advantage. Give them a study space. Ideally, if they have their own table just for learning, they will feel like they are responsible for something. It's like giving someone a job and a responsibility. They will make it a priority, more of a priority. And so number 12, the last one, action step, set clear boundaries and expectations. Remember, You are the parents. Mom and dad, you are the authority figure. This means that you set the rules. 
you must clarify your expectations to your child. You must tell them what you expect from them as they go to school, as they come home, as they have the recreational time. This, these are the grades that I want. This is the behavior that we are demanding from you at school. This is the level of respect that we want you to give your teachers. You get to set those boundaries. You have custody over your children. Legal custody. Your authority will be tested to see what will be tolerated. Rather, I've taught many students. They will test the waters and see what they will get away with. It is up to you to not allow them to get away with nonsense, with lack of learning, with a failure to complete their responsibilities, to achieve their potential. It is up to you to ensure their education, enhance their quality of life, and to save them from any trouble behaviors that may come in the future. So that's one that's 7 through 12 today's podcast. I hope that we apply all 12 to our kids consistently, often, and we give them all the tools that they need. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's content, you can check out my blog at mrpenastutoring.com slash blog. Or just go to mrpenastutoring.com and you can find the blog very easily. There you can book consultation, little mini consultation calls with me. And see if you're looking for a tutor and see if we're a good fit. I also have Mr. Pena's Virtual Tutoring Academy, which I offer in group tutoring sessions. This is Mr. Pena, and my mission is to help you make your child learn. I hope this podcast has blessed you and your family. Goodbye.